When Jasmine Blooms, my latest novel, is out. Perfect for book clubs, When Jasmine Blooms is a contemporary take based on Abigail Alcott and Marmy of Little Women, a novel about Celine, a grieving life coach faced with an intervention who thinks what if and wakes up one morning in that reality. Grab it wherever books are sold or at tinyurl.com forward slash When Jasmine Blooms. Welcome to the Stories to Love podcast, the podcast where I fangirl over creators and find out all about their inspiration in hopes to boost our own inspiration. I am your host, Tiff Marcello, an inspiration seeker and your resident fangirl. Hi, everyone. This is Tiff of the Story Slow Podcast, and this is episode 77. Today is a minisode with yours truly, titled, I went on vacation and didn't work, sort of. Five tips to live in the moment. I've been thinking about this episode for a while, because this year has been one big event after the other. And in making some changes this year, I think I've moved towards some kind of vacation piece, which I never had before. So in this episode, I'm going to discuss the setup of what has been a personally busy year and the steps I took to wind down and have one of the best vacations I've had in years. I want to thank all of you who have subscribed to this podcast. If you haven't, I'd love it if you click to follow so you can get notifications of every new episode. And if you have found this podcast helpful and fun, please leave a rating and review. It really does help to boost discoverability. You can even share this episode with a friend. For more information about me, Tiff, and submitting to this podcast, please head on to my website at tiffmarcello.com. And here we go to my minisode. Hello, Tiff here. It's Minnesota Day. I thought this was a perfect way to lead into the summer in conversations with other creators because I just finished up our family summer vacation. It was a long one, about 14 days in me and and Mr. Marcello's home state of California. We flew from Kentucky to San Diego, and then we started our adventure in Coronado Beach and then worked our way up to the Sacramento area where my parents live. So on the way up, we stopped in with other fantastic beaches and met up with our friends and family along the way. And as of the writing of this episode, we arrived about two weeks ago and I'm out and about or I just came from being out and about with my kiddos running camp and I am fully back into work. So I thought this this episode was timely to tackle now because I was asked a long time ago how I took breaks, though in all honesty, I never really knew how to answer that question. To be honest, I'm not great at taking breaks. I am, in fact, perpetually working. Now, this is not said with any kind of martyrdom. I love to work uh, in all of the industries I've worked in, in all the big and small jobs. I take it on like second skin as part of my identity. For better or for worse, I work in a way that could be considered awesome and unhealthy, depending on who you speak to and depending on what phase of life I'm in. Then when you add the fact that this writing gig, this passion, this thing I love to the bone is my dream job, you can say that I have lacked boundaries. Uh, This is great for deadlines, as folks, you know, (laughs) 
folks out there might actually, you might actually feel me on this. I know those out there who are just like me rely on this general love for work because they appreciate what it means to great productivity, right? Um, For some of you, like for some of you, this amount of productivity is what fuels or what might fuel your quote current success or job satisfaction. I can be generally called reliable because I am down to do projects and activities at any time. And yes, I have people pleasing tendencies too. And because I'm the type that finds purpose in my work, even in my hardest or even my least fulfilling jobs, I'm excited to do it. But on the other side, though, I tend to not know how to let go. And the people who feel this most, of course, is my family. Um, I feel a great responsibility to and for my work. And I tend to want to keep an eye on it. Uh, When I used to work at the hospital, I thought of my patients day after, days after, and sometimes I would even call into the hospital to check in on them. I, in my writing career, I'm attached to my phone and my computer. And when I'm not on these devices, I think about everything I have to do instead of frolicking on vacation. So in the past, I decided to simply work during vacations. It's not because I didn't try to disconnect, um, either for the day or for the vacation. I, I really did try. I would leave my computer, I would delete my email apps, or I would turn off all notifications. But then the guilt would gnaw on me. And it caused me way more stress than it was to actually work during the day. So what I ended up doing is going all the way to the other side where I got up early during vacations to get my words in. And I would even work even when I'm not on deadline. Uh, And then when I would return from vacation, I felt like I needed a vacation from my vacation. I knew that something had to change, though I honestly wasn't in the headspace to fix it. To me, it was just easier to go with it because I did love writing books. But leave it to the universe to show me that things had to change. So I had to have surgery back in February, and that started the snowball effect of forcing me not to work for days, starting with the surgery itself and then with recovery after, which rendered me exhausted. And after I recovered from it came our family vacation, which I was intent intent on enjoying fully because having that experience of recovering from surgery really gave me a different perspective on the kind of life I wanted to live. So I decided to be strategic this time around. I decided I was going to figure out how I was going to do vacation and move in a way that the guilt doesn't set in. So the questions I asked myself, like how do I vacation while also honoring who I was as a person? And that is a person who loves to work and a person who feels responsibility for other people and for, to the work itself. So before I jump into the actual five tips, here's my disclaimer, I am here to help, but I can only rely on my experiences and relay my experiences and whatever I've learned from generations, from generous writers I have met throughout the years. Take what sounds right for you and you can leave the rest. I am totally cool with that. So here are the five things that I did that I believe hit the happy medium. Number one, I really evaluated my calendar on the days leading up to vacation, during vacation and after vacation for the absolute must. I think being honest about what is actually due versus busy work is super important and also 
admittedly very hard to do coming from someone who feels that while writing is at the top of my most important things to do, everything else comes second. (laughs) Do you feel me on this? Well, it's true. When everything is important, then nothing is important. So what I did was look at what was truly due in the middle of vacay and then what was truly due at the end of vacay. Can any of those deadlines be moved? What can wait? What can be delegated? With this last vacation, I wrote my tasks and prioritized them in my travel journal, which I actually took with me, which leads me to number two. I have a separate travel journal now. So I established just one for vacation, separate of my usual calendar system that, um, you know, multi-book system that I have here at home. I decided it would house everything from my vacation, from my gratitude journal, where I could take notes about anything, maybe beautiful things that I noted throughout my, throughout our travels. And yes, my priority list. To be honest, this was actually tough for me to do because all those blank pages intimidated me, probably because my current journals and my current calendars are already filled with future things to happen. And leaving all of my notebooks and bringing just my travel journal felt a little bit like I was leaving my glasses somewhere. But I was committed to not overwork if I ended up working. So I, I, it was painful, but I only took one notebook. Number three, I, tur- I did not turn off my email notifications, though I turned off all social media notifications. So I realized that my worry would have ramped up had I sent out of office emails. I know that that is not what most people do, but this is what I did to kind of find this happy medium. I didn't want to miss emails from my agent or editors or even from my author friends. My compromise was to turn off all social media notifications so that I wasn't, you know, keeping track of folks or I wasn't, um, I wasn't urged to click onto social media because that would have encouraged for me to work. It's like a real slick downhill, right? (laughs) From looking at somebody working to me, picking up my own notebook and starting to write. And so this way, um, I didn't feel like I was missing out too much. And I wasn't feeling guilty about not responding to the people that um, who are important to me. But I am not um, being um, prompted to look at what everybody else is doing. Number four, I did my morning routine on vacation and then added a final piece, and that is allowing myself to do a to-do list every morning. I am going to link my morning and evening routine podcast episode in the show notes, but the gist of it is that I wake up and I do my basic skincare routine, my spiritual practice, and then I write in my gratitude journal. Then I turned to a blank page and did a brain dump of things to do on the page. I kind of just let it go. Um, things that I worried about, uh, things that I think I should be doing. Then what I did was compare the things on my brain dump list to my actual priority list that I had made up before I left. Then I asked myself, are any of these things that are bothering me actually important for that moment? Or are these things actually just busy work? How much time do I need to work that day to meet the actual deadline for actual work that's due? Ultimately, what I'm trying to, you know, reframe my brain is what kind of real work do I have to do today? 
Um, and what I did is I actually followed it pretty well. So I, I realized that there were some things that I needed to get done, a couple of admin materials that I had to turn in. And I stopped and I did those. And I also accomplished um, my word count, you know, my small amount of word count that I knew I could get away with while I was on vacation. And I felt pretty satisfied. And at the same time, it didn't take the whole day that I was out there um, on the beach and, and I wasn't missing out on uh, playing by the sand and in the water. Number five, finally, I took a workshop during vacation. So hear me out. I know you're probably thinking, Tiff, you are not supposed to be working. But this workshop was addressing a spiritual um, practice. So it was an easy workshop, but something for me to check into in my quiet moments on vacation. So I am the type of person that needs to be grounded still. And being on vacation doesn't really ground me. I don't know what it is. It's just the kind of person that I am. And I think you have to know yourself really well to to kind of be able to admit that. Um, so there are a lot of workshops to be taken out there in the world, many in video or podcast form, and mine was in podcast form, from self-improvement to wellness courses to spiritual courses, or even to learn a new craft. Um, I looked at vacation time as a fun time to get outside of my head also, and a great way to learn something new. Uh, and the excite excitement of it allowed for me to step away from work. So sometimes I'm even more enticed to do the workshop than I am to do that admin, piece of admin that's probably not due until I'm back from vacation. So whew, that was five, but it was also a lot. It all boils down to the fact that I had to be really intentional about going on vacation. For me, it was about truly directing my brain and thoughts to things that would usher in a good time versus me just telling myself to relax or me just saying don't work. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> so to summarize, these are the things I did on vacation or to prepare for vacation. So I looked at my calendar to differentiate actual deadlines versus busy work. Two, I had a separate journal to cut out all of the noise of the rest of my business. Three, I didn't go tur cold turkey on my notifications, so it doesn't stress me out. Four, still keeping to my morning routine and adding a brain dump for a to-do list and working only the amount of time necessary is what was important for me to feel calm throughout the day. And five, taking a separate workshop that's fun and that keeps me grounded. So do you have any good tips on how to unplug or go on vacation? I'd love to hear about it. Until then, Thanks for sticking around to listen to a Minnesota of the Stories to Love podcast. I went on vacation and didn't work, sort of. Five tips to live in the moment, and I hope it helped. Wishing you a peaceful day today, and I can't wait for you to listen to more Stories to Love episodes. If you have any questions regarding the writing process, or if you have a book or author to recommend, drop me a line at tiff.marcello at gmail.com or stories to love podcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you again. Thank you so much for joining me, Tiff Marcello, at the Stories to Love podcast. You can follow me through my newsletter at tiffmarcello.com, an Instagram and Facebook page under Tiff Marcello and the Stories to Love podcast. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating, spreading the word, and picking up one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. I'll see you again.